Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Just to give some insight, describe how intense the 24-7 activity and functions you're doing with major brands, major companies, how important that was, how intense that was, and how many moving parts that was. Describe that. Just give a peek. Because like in our business, you know, if I had to describe to people, it's like you got like 15,000 people to keep up and with it just in my side of it, every province in Canada, every state in the United States, we get seven product lines. We've got multiple offices. That's just a little overview of all the moving parts. And in yours, what does the, just give a peek about the complexity of running that business. Yeah. Yeah. It was, listen, a global business, people all around the planet, different time zones, different languages. How many countries were you? Oh man, I, I would be guessing. I, 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 We were all over the planet. They still are. You know, ICC still is all over the planet. We provide a really unique sir. There's one thing I would, if we're all yeah. offering tips to our listeners, we found one thing and did one thing extremely well. Yeah. Like extremely well. And then just did it over and over and over. Right. And that was, that's a tip that I would offer up to anybody. If you can find a solution, again, that old adage of business is successful when you're solving a problem. We solved the problem back in those early days of the internet so that you talk with the machinations of it. Well, we had people in different languages. We had people all over the planet. We had different time zones. The internet was still relatively new around the world. So bandwidth wasn't always the best when it was managing these new style of working because I had no aspirations to have an office. So it was like, no, no, we're never having an office. We're always going to do it remotely. And then it was, how do you build the culture remotely? So I focused on building culture remotely before the world was talking about remote work or remote culture. So, you know, we built that through wellness, which I still believe in today. Hence the business athlete performance lab. You're a human. I'm a human. We both walk. Right. Yeah. And we both have a beating heart. Well, we all know science has told us enough that wellness helps us. Well, wellness helps business. My trick for success with all of my business has been my commitment to taking care of my human being every morning in the gym. Yeah. So Keith has to be taken care of before anything else can get taken care of or else nothing else functions. Because other than that, because like, that, there's some strong truth to that. Like right. I, I can't function for my children, for my partner, for my business, if I can't take care of myself. Because you know what? That allows me to live longer, to take care of my business longer, to take care of my customers longer. Yeah. But it all starts, Larry, at 4.45 a.m. when the alarm goes off and I go to the gym. And I do it every single day. That, to me, is a success in business. And hence, the Business Athlete Performance Lab. Right? Yeah. So if you want to talk about executing... You need to execute for yourself first. You need to get into the gym, right? Get your strength, get your conditioning, right? Get your mindset. When I talk gym, I'm not talking about doing a bench press, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm talking about the concept of the gym, right? right? Your mental health, your wellness, your what's... Because if you can take care of that, your business is going to be fantastic. Think about that. Yeah. And where did you get this? uh, Let's just say your business right now uh, is running. Are you involved in any way still with the business or have you pulled the plug and totally separated yourself from that enterprise? Yeah, so, so ICUC.social and myself, we went separate ways. So they're running on their, they're their own entity now. So like you said, yeah. when you asked me the question, what's yeah. been one of my greatest accomplishments? Well, something still exists that I created that I have nothing to do with, but 
my fingerprints are all over it. And that's, there's something really yeah. kind of cool about that. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm proud of how the current leadership has taken it on and taken it to the next level and they keep growing it. Right. Keep so growing. The key, key on that is not that they're existing, but they're continuing to grow. Yeah. You know, that tells you the fundamentals you put in there were, were solid. I think you, I think so. Right. And it's a legacy, right. You know, it yeah. sounds kind of smushy mushy, but it's something we built from nothing. Yeah. And to me, it's about there's kids, there's families that are getting food put on their table because of the services that that company sells that I had a hand in starting. Yeah. It's kind of neat, frankly. Yeah. Right. So, so what yeah, could, I have nothing to do with it now. I'm on my own now. Do my own thing. What could be, what we, none of us know the future and all. We just kind of follow the breadcrumbs of what yeah. interests and excites us. What could be, what are you looking forward to the most that excites you the most, that be most thrilling for you to pull off with the next three to five years going forward, you know, harnessing your experience, your contacts, yeah. your skill sets, and all of those things that you've accumulated along the way. What do you think could be the most exciting thing for you to pull off in the next three to five years? What I'm working on right now. I'm really excited about the Business Athlete Performance Lab and what it's doing and the way that we're weaving AI large language models into the services. And I'll get into that in a second. But I'll tell you, Larry, what drives me as much as anything is that, and some would say, well, yeah, but you already have one, is that I struggle. So I'll be vulnerable with you and I'll be vulnerable with the listeners right now is that I struggle with being a one hit wonder. Right. Oh, really? Right. Was that a fluke? Was that really like, was I pretty good at that? Or did that happen by accident? Or like, I don't want to have that. I just don't want to be, you know, the one hit wonder. So, you know, you're kind of back in the lab creating, creating. That's a drive for me. It's absolutely a drive for me. Yeah. So that certainly is a motivation. But I've also come to terms with that too. And I'm learning to come to terms with that. I've had tremendous success with what I sold with ICUC. Yeah. And that's more than many people would have the opportunity to succeed. So I've, taken that on, but it's also this onus, this burden that I carry that I, I want to do it again. So yeah, three, the next three to five years, I told my kid this yesterday. I said, listen, man, I'm got my ass at work here for the next 18 months or so. And then we're hoping to build something and sell it again. So yeah. we're doing some really cool things. You know, the timing with AI and large language models hitting the marketplace. I think the timing with what I'm creating right now sits well, fits well into the world. It feels eerily like when ICUC was launching back when, listen, when I was launching ICUC, nobody was talking about social media because it didn't exist. People weren't calling it social media. Right. right. So people don't recognize the impact that AI and large language models are going to have on their lives. I know I'm an early adopter and I'm really nerdy about it, but the things that are going to start happening to everybody, I think what we're building is going to be right in the middle of that. It's magic. Well, let's just follow up. Large language models. What, Chat what? GPT. Yeah. So chat GPT, right? So chat, yeah. So chat GPT. Yeah. So chat GPT, Cloud, Bard, any of those AI type tools that the world has been presented with. I rolled up my sleeves back when they were launched in November and decided that I needed to become an expert in it. And I did. And so now the business that we're building, it's remarkable what it has allowed me to create and what it allows me to create every single day. There's not, again, a tip for your listeners. There is not an interaction I do throughout my day that I do not use GPT-4.4. And I mean everything. I use it pre-email, post-email. I don't write notes anymore on a notepad because that's a static idea on a document. When yeah. I have the superhuman in my phone, I just talk to it. I give my ideas to my superhuman and we talk it out. We talk it out. We talk it out. We talk yeah, it out. That's the app, chat GPT. Yeah. We, you talk to it on the phone. Yeah, exactly. I talk to the chat GPT app and I use that for my notes. I use that as my, it guides me in every decision that I make. Because you know why? I don't know why I wouldn't. Knowledge has and continues to become a commodity. 
Right. Right. So I have as much knowledge now in my pocket that my business partner, doctor, had had for eight years. The difference that he has is the experience on executing it. But the knowledge has now become an even game field. Right. I don't know why I wouldn't use that knowledge as I'm building a business. So for every question, right? So I'll go into meetings where I know nothing about it. And I'll say to my sidekick, hey, I'm going to this meeting. I know nothing about this. What are some of the questions I should be asking? What are some things you can tell me? So be thinking things that I'm... I don't know what I should be thinking about my meeting with Larry. Yeah. What are some things I should be thinking about with Larry? And it gave me a whole list of things I should be thinking about. Now, when you go and someone say, I've got to do this, I want to do this, I've been thinking about getting fluent with AI, and you said, I got fluent at it, I got competent at it. Was that in getting competent with chat, GBT? And all those tool sets. So learning how to use them, manipulate them, create content. So yeah, so I'm certainly an expert in ChatGPT, Bard, Claude, all those platforms that have emerged into the marketplace here. And and the business. How many platforms are there? How many platforms are there that you would need to get familiar with? I listen. So ChatGPT is obviously is the one in the news often these days. Google has theirs. Bard, Microsoft has Bing, which is built on GPT four. There's Claude. There's a bunch of different ones that you'd use for different reasons per se, right? And I think it's just by sitting down and learning which one works best for your use case scenario. And how did you discover, figure that out for yourself? Which ones work best? You'd try on a given task, you would get through all of them and just see which you got the answer back or the solution back that you were. uh, Yeah, that's exactly it. So I look at them as individual. I look at them different than human beings, right? If I ask a doctor a certain question, a doctor is going to, there's going to be a common answer between both responses. Right. Which response do I resonate with? Which response do I want? Right. So, and I hear everybody talking about making stuff up and hallucinating. That drives a lot of headlines in the news. But if you use the tool like I do every single day for every single interactions, and if you know how to use it, putting shit in, you're going to get shit out. If you talk to it and use it with a level of experience, it is going to change your life. But it's a learn. Would you say it's a learning process? that is activated by asking questions to a large extent. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, because human beings, what, are you going to say they don't like to ask a lot of questions? Right, yeah. It certainly encourages you to converse. And I think the more... So whenever I give a demo or show somebody, I just say to them, listen, just talk to it like you're talking to me. Or as you're sending me an iMessage, like just start talking with it. I sat down with my seven-year-old stepdaughter a few weeks ago and we were playing with Pi, another AI language model. And she was loving it because it was talking with her, right? So there is a level of conversation that you're having now with today's chatbots or sidekicks that you couldn't have a year ago. That's very, very enlightening, very, very conversational, very powerful, frankly, right? So as we were building out the lab, every decision we make is what can AI do first before human? Absolutely. Now, when you let's talk about the name that how you selected that name, there's always a lot of effort that go into people naming a book, naming a company, naming a project. And to a large extent, the success will key off how much that name really said intuitively when people hear it or see it, they like get it. And where a dead one is the one where you have to, you put it out there and then you have to explain, explain, explain. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. you just lose them. But if you spend the right time 
naming your project, your podcast, your book or whatever, you got higher odds of it sticking with people, you know, and clicking with people. And so business athlete performance lab, yeah. walk me through that. Yeah, absolutely. So I very much believe in the philosophy of the business athlete. Yeah. Right. So as I said to you, it's that drive. It's that there's a certain way of doing things, right. a certain way to have success. And I think if you yeah. have the business athlete mindset, you're going to have tremendous success. Performance is obvious, right? So when you take the philosophies of business and the philosophies of athletics, they're very similar. Right. In my experience working with elite athletes, they all want to aspire to be guys like you and me. Yeah. And then when I hang out with guys like you and me, we all want to hang out with the athletes. Right. Right. So, but yet they, so there's a strong commonality there. Right. And it's all linked around performance. So right. when we were putting together the lab, it was like, what can we build? What kind of name can we put to this thing? And then you shorten it, it's Bapple, which really rolls off the tongue, right? Yeah. Bapple.ai, right? BAPL, the Business Athlete Performance Lab. And we, what we do is we drive performance for businesses and for humans, yeah. right? So, and within that, we get a suite of solutions and services, but we spend a lot of time trying to find the right name. And I will tell you, ICUC was a great example of what you said about, so when, when we launched that name, it was ICUC Moderation Services. It was what it was. It was like Larry's yeah. Plumbing. You're a plumber, Right. Right. As the domains opened up in the world, we jumped onto social and we bought ICUC.social because it represented the name from a social, from a bigger perspective. So right. I cannot agree enough with you about the power of naming. The last right. business that I started and failed at was called Legacy Space. It was this business we were building around this, but building virtual three-dimensional worlds for people to have a legacy live forever. And it was really, it was driven by my trip to Kenya. It's going to be all in virtual reality and augmented reality. But that name was a powerful name. It drew a lot of conversation with people. And it was very meaningful when I had deep conversations with people. Names were a really awesome thing to process to go through. Well, Keith, this has been a, a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time. And I'm really curious. I'm going to give you the last word. And I'm really curious what you would pass on at this point of the conversation as a takeaway for people who listen and something for them to think about as we wrap this up. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for having me today. The thing that I would leave your listeners would be, it's difficult to execute, sure, but it's easy to execute if you focus on yourself first, right? Take care of yourself, your wellness, your own mirror. If you can take care of your own mirror, you'll be able to then execute and take care of everything else. I'm a big, big believer in that. And if you can create that discipline and shut out all the noise as you start your day, I think it's going to focus you for your days and it's going to focus you for success. That's what I'd leave everybody. Thanks so much, Keith. This has been a lot of fun. Let's stay in touch and let's talk down the road and uh, see how this, the battle goes. Okay. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for having me. Thank you, man. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whiteallonwinning.com. Thanks for listening.